Okay, let's get to some privacy concerns. The facial recognition technology that at least three Toronto area police forces tested may be illegal. Now, that is according to uh, one of Canada's uh, privacy regulators. Actually, B.C.'s privacy commissioner and three of his counterparts are apparently trying to decide whether to launch an investigation into what is a perceived threat to Canadians' rights posed by something called Clearview AI, which is a U.S. company that makes the app that these uh, police forces were testing out. That's a welcome in Ann Kavukian, of course, former Ontario Privacy Commissioner and a consultant for the Water, Waterfront Toronto Board. She joins us now here on Global News Radio. And good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. All right, first off, uh, maybe you could just provide a little clarity as to uh, what Clearview AI is uh, all about uh, that these three uh, Toronto area police forces uh, tested. It is a completely unacceptable system that law enforcement should not be using. What they do is they scrape. Um, facial images from social media, Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube videos, etc. And they've scraped 3.9 billion, billion facial images. And then they take that and make that available to law enforcement um, to match against, you know, they're looking for the bad guys, the people of interest. But the thing is, we have no, first of all, this is completely unacceptable because they are taking people's facial images without any notice or consent from the individuals. When you share pictures of family and friends on Facebook with a limited number of family and friends, that's your intention. Your intention isn't for the whole world to have access to all this information. There's no authorization for it. And we also don't know the accuracy involved. False, false positives abound with facial recognition, meaning the match against the bad guy or the person of interest is false. It's against actually law-abiding citizens. It's just an inaccurate match. So there's so many problems with this. And I'm really hoping that the privacy commissioners do, in fact, proceed quickly within an investigation. Yeah, I want to delve into both of those uh, areas you just mentioned that seem really problematic. And let's start with the so-called scraping of uh, people's social media accounts by uh, Clearview. Uh, Again, they've had no authorization, uh, no clearance from anybody to take what is their uh, personal uh, images. That's right. It's completely done behind their backs. No one is aware of them doing this. And then they take these images and then they benefit uh, by selling it to law enforcement agencies, etc. So on so many fronts, this is completely unacceptable. All right. Have they stolen people's private or personal property in your estimation, Anne? Or if you don't have your Facebook account locked down or on privacy, are they essentially in the public domain? Has that been decided? That's a good question. Everyone's debating this. Those within Facebook whose facial images have been extracted are saying, it was never my intention to share this with the rest of the world. Facebook said I could share this with, you know, my five family and friends that I chose to share it with, and that was my expectation. So clearly this extends beyond that, and that's why we need an investigation to settle this and examine it against the laws that are in existence. But even more important, we need to ban this kind of facial recognition, um, which is growing intensely. And in fact, there are some jurisdictions in the United States now, San Francisco, San Diego, Massachusetts, Oakland, Texas is looking at it. They are placing an outright ban on facial recognition for precisely these reasons.
Yeah, because that's the other area that's really problematic are these false positives. And is it even oh. clear how this app from Clearview AI uh, really works? I mean, if they have a suspect, somebody they've captured on camera and they start uh, running uh, their image across uh, what is the database that's been provided by this company. I mean, I have dimples, for example. So if it's a suspect <laughs> that they're looking for who might have dimples, I mean, am I all of a sudden perhaps oh. implicated? You may be. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but there are no... Uh, rules around how this data can be used and associated with, and, you know, the area of false positives, falsely being accused of something. It is just a nightmare. I remember when I was privacy commissioner, a number of victims of identity theft came to me seeking my assistance and clearing their name because it's so hard. You're, you're just branded as a bad guy. And this is, it's very hard to clear your name. Yeah, what is the argument when it comes to the uh, police? I mean, obviously, they find some sort of value in this, and if they were willing, at the very least, to test it. Of course, but they've done it in an unauthorized manner. See, in the past, if the police have what's called probable cause that someone has committed a crime, they go to the court, they get a warrant from the judge, then be my guest. You can investigate. But these are the measures put in place. The police can't just do whatever they want and grab whatever information they want. It has to be justified. None of that is in existence here, which is why um, the t- uh, head of the Toronto Police Chief, uh, Chief Mark Saunders, as soon as he learned about this being used by his police force, he put a stop to it immediately. And I applauded him for that because he didn't know about it. So how, then you could ask, well, how can they be doing this without their chief knowing about it? Clearly, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just finally on this uh, issue, uh, it's B.C.'s privacy commissioner who's kind of raised the uh, red flag. Uh, why is it that the B.C., uh, you know, a province uh, way out west that's worried about what's going on here in Toronto? And are there not uh, local concerns here? Well, there should be. And I applaud um, Commissioner McAvoy from B.C. from raising these concerns. I think these concerns should be raised across the board, certainly here and, and elsewhere. We have to put a stop to this. The sooner the better. People's facial images, this is your most sensitive biometric, your facial image. And once that's compromised, good luck getting it back. It's like 3.9 billion people are now all in mugshots that the police can compare against. And it's unauthorized. And it's probably a lot of inaccuracy associated with it. So I really hope the commissioners get to the bottom of this. Joined by Ann Kavukian, former Ontario Privacy Commissioner. Also making news, Anne, Toronto Police say that they are planning to install CCTV cameras in the Jane and Finch area because they were told that uh, residents would feel safer. And they say they're ready to invest some $3 million. That's the price tag of this uh, plan by the uh, province and the city to increase the number of cameras in Toronto from 34 Uh, to 74 uh, cameras. Do you believe that this is going to make us safer in the city? You know, that's a question mark, as always. When you're talking about CTEV cameras, um, their use, etc., in other jurisdictions, sometimes they've been found effective, sometimes they haven't. So it's a question mark. What I would urge them to do, the police, if you are going to do this, and you have to discuss this with the residents in the area, you have to have a lot of debate about this. But if they do go forward with this, which is more than doubling the existing number of cameras, then what I would insist upon is encrypt the the video feedback, meaning whatever images are captured are retained. If you encrypt that information, meaning no one can just stumble across it. If a police officer is curious about something, he can't just look in it, take a look at it. Then if there is a reasonable uh, probable cause for needing to decrypt the information, meaning there's been a crime, there's been an incident in a certain area, 
you want to look at the footage associated with it, then you just go to a judge and get a warrant. Then you can decrypt the information. That way, at least, it's not open to everybody. It's not readily accessible unless you have probable cause, which is a reasonable reason why you need to access it as a police officer. So at the very minimum, they should do that. You know, whenever we talk about cameras being installed in all over the city, I think most of us think of a London, England immediately and oh. wondering, you know, what their experience tells us, uh, if anything, what can we learn? I mean, obviously, this comes at a cost uh, when it comes to our own personal yeah. uh, privacy and becoming a more surveilled society. But is there actual statistical data to back up this move that to more cameras equals more safety? I can give you some statistics on the use of facial recognition combined with the CCTV cameras. In the UK, in Britain, uh, the police are using it regularly. And there was a study that came out two months ago. It said that 81% of the time, the matches in terms of the camera and the facial images were inaccurate 81% of the time, false positive. So 81% of the time, it falsely identified someone as being the bad guy, the person of interest. Can you imagine that? How unacceptable it is to have such high rates of inaccuracy crippling the lives of these poor people who've been falsely accused. It's a nightmare. So you want accuracy? Look the other way. This isn't the direction to go in. Yeah, and one has to wonder as well whether or not the uh, quote-unquote bad people uh, out there, if this is supposed to stem crime and uh, gun violence, whether or not uh, they're really thinking uh, twice about, oh, uh, maybe I better not do this because I'm on camera, whether or not that, that sort of thought process happens. Uh, unfortunately, it has not appeared to serve as that kind of deterrent. Yeah. <laughs> and really appreciate the time and the perspective, as always. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure, as always. Thank you. All right. There goes Anne Kavukian, former Ontario Privacy Commissioner, consultant now for Waterfront Toronto.